Coaches Impact Podcast. Our mission is to get better OADB. That's right, on a daily basis. The Coaches Impact is the X's and O's of personal and professional growth. We'll talk about character, standards of excellence, core values, mindset, leadership, and many other topics on our way to living a growth mindset. Together, we'll embark on the journey of getting 1% better every day. Get ready to be inspired and gain insights into the power of coaching and the importance of cultivating a growth mindset. Get ready to broaden your impact. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Coaches Impact Podcast. We've got another great one for you today. I'm your host, Jay Zeller. We've got a little bit of everything for you. You might even say we're in the presence of royalty. Joining us today is a retired head football coach, an author of three books, and the creator of the Elite Coaches Mastermind. It's none other than Coach Randy Jackson. Welcome to the show, Randy. Thank you, Jay. It's such an honor to be here, man. Um, proud that uh, you and I are good friends and more proud that you decided to start doing this podcast. Yeah, thanks. It's it's exciting. It's it's long overdue. I've I've wanted to do one for a long time, and you know sometimes you just got to get out of your comfort zone and just dive in. Well, speaking of dive in, let's get right into it, Randy. I, I appreciate your time. Uh, most of us know you as Coach Jackson or the guy on the Zoom leading the Elite Coaches Mastermind, but who is Randy Jackson, the guy? You know, I think I'm. Um someone who loves getting better. I think that growth mindset and I'm a producer as far as what makes me happy is creating something that's writing a book or whatever, you know, just helping people. I, I feel like that that's what I'm here for. I enjoyed coaching kids for 31 years, but now in this chapter of my life, I'm coaching coaches and I'm enjoying that even more. I, I, I yet to have a, a coach's parent fuss at me about something. So that's been great. I'm engaged to a most beautiful woman in the world. And we have a six-year-old daughter. We live in Rockwall, Texas. And and looking, re- releasing this book, A Royal Season. And looking to start my next one afterwards. That's awesome. Good stuff, Randy. Uh, let's talk a little football now. First, Tell us about your path from an assistant football coach to being the head football coach before retirement. Well, I feel like I took the hard road. There's a lot of different ways to becoming a head football coach. For me, it was, okay, I'm going to go to the smallest school, just take whatever job I can get. And so my first head coaching job was in West Texas in a little town called Paducah. They're now six man. It's so small. Uh, we were 11 man, of course, back then. This was in 1999 and stayed two years, just bumped around from small school to small school and eventually got a break where I got the job at Mesquite Poteet and kind of got in the air quotes, bigger schools. But, you know, I think there's a lot of different ways to do it. Uh, I chose to move and do whatever I could and start in the mail room, basically move my way up. Yeah. My, my path's not, not too much different except we're a different sport. I, you know, I, I threw my name in the hat for, uh, some head coaching positions right out of the gate. 
but I was a soccer coach and, and I, you know, I took the path of the small town. Uh, probably not a lot of people were, were putting in for the job. I, I joke a lot of times I, I might've been the only applicant for my, my first job and, and I, and I got the job by default, but, uh, but then, yeah, you just work, work your way through and, and, um, and just build up to that bigger school or, or bigger program. So that's awesome. You know, I just feel like there's a lot of different ways, but a lot of people want to just sit and live in their same house and just somehow hope a head coaching job comes to them. And I just don't feel like that's how you live life. You know, if, if, if you're a listener out there and you want to be a head coaching job, then you're going to have to make it happen. Um, otherwise you, you can just be sitting there honestly until you retire. And, but there's, there's people that take action and, and, I felt like, you know, it was it was just a massive action thing for me. And I, that's kind of the advice I give people is is you have to practice interview and you have to practice all that, but you have to take action. A hundred percent. Get out of your comfort zone. You, you may have to move and, and you may have to move somewhere you, you never thought you'd live, but go get the experience and uh, and then you never know what's going to happen. This may be this may be a tough one for you, and I apologize in advance. But lo- looking back on a long career, what was your favorite stop and why? Oh man, that is so tough. Um, probably I'm going to put this in two categories. Probably my favorite small school stop was Lone Oak, Texas. Uh, 300 students in high school. I was the head coach there six years. Um, still have lifelong friends to this day there. Really neat place. Uh, kids played hard. Probably my most favorite big school stop would be Mesquite Potite. And uh, it's a tough one. That North Forney was really good. My last one, they treated me really well. But uh, I went from Lone Oak to Mesquite Potite. And kind of when we're talking about that last question, I was at least the third person they asked it was a job that they were one in 19 and no, no one really wanted it. I had people telling me not to take it. And just to be honest with you, I was 42, I think, and tired of mowing and <laughs> wanted to pay raise. And, and so I took the job at Mesquite Potee and, and, and let me say this, the, the reason I took it was the system was right. And so I think when you're deciding whether you should take a head coaching job or not, it's, is the athletic period where you want it? Is the, are they committed to winning? Do they treat coaches right? Anyway, so I went to Mesquite because the system was correct, and I thought I could build it, and we went 12, uh, 12 and 3 that first year, and I was there three years, and, and it's just one of those places where I was celebrated, not tolerated. Mm. And so, yeah, looking back, that is my probably my two favorite places – but I was at a bunch of good ones. Yeah. Did, did I hear you right? Uh, Poteet was one in 19 prior to your arrival, and then you went 12 and three in year one? Yeah, it was kind of an angels in the outfield kind of deal, and it, it was a miracle. Uh, we're, that team is going to be inducted into the Mesquite Hall of Fame this year. And, wow. But it was just a bunch of, it was a thing, Jay, that honestly would not happen today because. In in 2023, one in 19, all those guys are going to transfer. And so it was 2010, and we had a few good players. 
like one division one kid and one, I mean, not really, you know, a ton of good players, but the ones who we did have didn't leave. And nowadays they would leave. That's just how, it, how, how it's turned into. So yeah, it's pretty magical. It's a bunch of kids. I mean, our, 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 our three linebackers averaged about 150 pounds. I had, I had two offensive linemen who were less than 200 pounds and we're talking about a five, a school and they were just tired of losing and, the best thing I did was what Jimmy Johnson calls the Pygmalion effect, which I just convinced them we were going to be good. And I didn't even believe it myself, but I convinced them we were going to be good, hoping we could go three and seven. And they just kept buying into it and we got better every week. And yeah, it, we got beat by Alito by two points in the semifinals. And I think if we wow. win that one, we win it all. And there's a movie made about the team. I really do. Gosh, so cool. Well, uh, there's no doubt Texas high school football is something special, not just here in Texas, but, but people know Texas high school football around the, around the United States. You, you had a great career and retired in December of 2021. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time here, but is there anything about the retirement process that you can share to maybe help someone that's, that's nearing that point in their life or, you know, trying to figure out, you know, where they're at in their career and is it time or not time? What, what did you learn about that process that maybe could help somebody out there? Mm, that's a really good question. Um, well, I'm one of those people that COVID kind of got me, you know, I, I got used to not having to deal with parents and go to booster club meetings. And I mean, I still to this day would enjoy being on a sideline, but, uh, you know, being on the sidelines about 1% of your job. So, Here's what I did. I contacted my financial advisor and said, Hey, I want you to run these numbers and tell me how much more money will I make if I stay another year? And his answer was about $200. As far as my retirement, it'd be about every year that I stayed, I'm, I'd make about $200 more a month in my retirement. And for me, like, and I think this is my opinion. Um, I feel like TRS or any, any state you're listening in, they probably want you to go as long as you, as you can and pay you less. And even though they're going to pay you more, uh, they'd probably like for you to, you know, not live 30 years after you retire. So um, at 54, I was like, man, I've got like, I can go do other things. And quite honestly, I haven't regretted it one day. I've enjoyed not having the stress and, and I still have things that I do, but I don't have people emailing me and I'm not solving a bunch of other people's problems. And so, um, but I, I will give you this warning. It's kind of like a new car dealership. They want you to test drive the car. Cause if you ever get in there and smell the new car smell, you're probably going to buy it. And so once you contact that financial advisor, you're probably going to start daydreaming about not having to deal with the things that we have to deal with. But but I, I, I will say, like, it, it's a process, and it takes a little while to do it. Um, I would research it and, you know, just kind of see what the numbers are and all. But I really was surprised of how little it was going to be per month if I stayed. Gotcha. Well, that's, that's great advice. And you mentioned just a few minutes ago how great it's been uh, since you retired. And you, you kind of cheated the first part of your retirement was spent overseas. So you decided that coaching football in Germany might be fun. Tell us how in the world that came about. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, I think that's something, too, that a lot of people might take advantage of if they knew kind of how to do it or whatever. So um, I'd never really traveled. I'd never been to Europe. You know, of course, never had the time. And so I decided to do my backpack through Europe after college. I decided to do it after retirement. And so one of the guys in my fast and light offensive system posted in our in our in our group, hey, is anybody interested in coaching in Germany? And, you know, kind of intrigued me. And I assumed it would be a four or five month deal. And so I reached back out and, and this was for a head coaching job and it wasn't the right fit, but there's a, there's a website. He, then he tells me about this website called Euro players and Euro players is where players from all over the world will post their highlight videos but there's a place where coaches can post their resumes. And so I put my resume up there and like three days later, a G- German football league team, um, the highest level over there, uh, contacted me. And within a few days, uh, we zoomed. And then with a few days, uh, they faxed me a contract and it is, uh, it's pro football in air quotes. It's, all expenses paid basically as far as they're going to fly you over there. They're going to give you an apartment that is basically like an efficiency. You're going to get a SIM card like for your cell phone. Uh, you're going to get insurance. And then I was, I paid, I was, I made a thousand dollars a month and our quarterback made $1,100 a month. So um, I'm sure no one made a whole lot more than that, but um, you know, with my pension, a thousand dollars a month was plenty to eat on. And, you know, like Ben Franklin says, either, either write something worth reading or go do something worth writing about. And it was something I don't think a lot of American coaches have done. We had a great season and there was enough drama and chaos in it that it made a great book. That's awesome. So fun. So, uh, the Potsdam Royals. So tell us a little bit about, being a Texan, a high school Texas football coach, making the transition to coaching in the GFL with the Royals? Well, it, it was, uh, I was frustrated some, um, just to be quite honest. Like, it's not what, it, it, there's so many, we, we could spend the next hour on this question, but in Europe, their high schools do not have sports teams. Colleges do not have sports teams. So everything is club. And so the Potsdam Royals, just like every team over there, is going to have about seven teams in their organization. They're going to start at flag, and they're going to work all the way up. They're going to have a 13U team, a 15U team, a 17U team, you know. And so they're they're trying to make enough money on these other teams to pay a few players. They're going to get sponsorships. They have a board, kind of like a like a booster club board would be. I was lucky in the fact they let me have a lot of input um, on practice and things like that. The head coach is a, a native, a, a local Potsdam guy. The head coach actually started the team in 2005. And it's just like if you guys watch Ted Lasso, Jay, you and I could go to Germany today and we could start a team and we'd be put in the lowest league that there is. And let's say it's the fifth league. And, once we win the fifth league, we get moved up to the fourth league. And then, and so they just kept moving their way up, but it is, it's great in some ways. And in fact that the players love it, um, football is, 
it's almost the equivalent of rugby or something here. Like it is very niche. And I would say 99.5% of the people in Germany really don't have any idea about it. And so um, I was in a town of 200,000 and right outside of Berlin and, and we were 12 and 0 at one time and scoring more points than anybody in the history of Europe. And, and I never saw a Potsdam Royals t-shirt or anything like that. We would have about 1500 people at a game. The guys who play, uh, they like it, you know, like you have to go to football there. Our center, um, most of our players were in their twenties. Our center was 36 years old. And at 19, he read a sports illustrated article about American football. And so he researched where he could go play. The nearest team was 45 minutes away. He didn't have a car. So he worked for eight months to save enough money to buy an old car. And then he started driving to practice and, and he just kept working his way up to bigger teams. And so I respect that, that, that they have to have to go above and beyond to, to play over there, but off season has its place too. And as far as like, you know, when training camp starts, they all come together. They might not have worked real hard in the off season. And as soon as the season's over with the, the team kind of goes poof and, you know, it's club mentality, you know, it's not, it's not a bunch of shared suffering all year round. And so it's a total different mentality. And I, I know that was a long answer, but um, it is, Every, like everything's good and bad, it, it, a lot of neat things I'll never forget. And then, you know, a little frustration, too, that uh, it's not quite as important as it is here. Well, that's a great story uh, and, and an amazing experience for you getting out of the U.S., getting out of Texas and, uh, and getting to coach some fast and wide and, and just experience football to, in a different way. So awesome. So l let's flip gears a little bit. So I mentioned in the intro <laughs> – that you've written three books. Your first two books were Culture Defeat Strategy and then the second Culture Defeat Strategy 2. You've just finished another book about your time in Germany with the Royals. Give us a little preview of a Royal season. Um, here's my, my attempt at an advertising slogan. It's 50% football, 50% team building, and 100% chaos. And I use the word chaos because there's some words I can't use. And so I believe, it, here's what I love about when people talk about my first book, Culture Defeat Strategy, like someone described it as it's paint by numbers of how you can go do a intentional culture with your team and that's exactly what i wanted to do I, I i do not enjoy reading books and when it's over with i'm not sure what i can use out of it and so this book is uh, four times longer than my other books so it's 127,000 words it's it's long but it is basically me wanting to put you in the room and so when we have a zoom about creating culture i'm going to go through it not slide by slide, but a little bit of that. You're going to feel like you're on the Royals. You're going to be the, the head coach didn't do any pregame rah-rah speeches or anything like that. So I eventually started doing that. So you're going to hear exactly what our pregame speeches were. Um, you're going to hear what I said to them at halftime. You're going to be on the bench with them. And uh, it's going to be, I think it's a book 
that uh, just be Dr. Rob Gilbert success hotline. He helped me with some stories in it. And, you know, he kind of was my editor. And so there's a lot of stories you're going to be able to use. I mean, I really think it's, it's, it's one of those books that coaches of any sport can grab five stories out of and use with their team. Uh, football coaches can probably find even more, but it's about a, a story about guys from 18 different countries. And we created a player's creed, which I don't think happens much in Europe at all and how they laid in traffic for each other. And then, uh, the roller coaster ride of 20 something year olds, you know, in from 18 countries all living in one town and, um, just all the drama that would ensue from there. Well, I, I can tell you, I've, I've had a little behind the scenes look, uh, at the Royals or at a Royal season and, you know, coming from a guy that is a, a soccer guy and, and you being a football guy, we're, we're kind of like the odd couple. You, you did a great job of, of drawing anybody in to your experience. Uh, I, I was, I was so drawn into some of the chapters and the stories are just outstanding. I felt like I was there. Uh, I wanted more really, really good job. Uh, I, I couldn't recommend it, this book anymore. Uh, and I'm looking forward to the full release, uh, and to getting a hard copy in my hand and, and just sitting down and, and taking that trip to Germany with you. Speaking of the release, we can't talk about the book without talking about the release. Uh, when can we get a copy of A Royal Season? And then where would we go to get it? Okay, so my website is coachrandyjackson.com. Pre-orders will start July 24th. And anyone who pre-orders the book, they'll, you'll get a discount on it. Uh, you'll get a bunch of free stuff. Like anyone who pre-orders the book, you'll get the exact PowerPoints that I used with the Royals when we talked about creating our, our intentional culture was called 50 strong. And so you'll get the exact PowerPoints I used when we created 50 strong and you'll get some practice schedules. You'll, you'll just get a lot of little free stuff like that. Anyone who buys three or more books is going to get and put it into a private Facebook group. And then it's going to go live on August 2nd and It'll be either on my website or Amazon, and, and um, I'm excited about it. I think that it's um, the first book ever been written by an American coach over there. I, when I was trying to decide if I wanted to go or not, I found a book called Playing for Pizza that's a fictional book, but I, I think this is the first non-fictional book about American football in Germany or in Europe, and so I'm excited about uh, getting it out there. That's awesome. So – CoachRandyJackson.com, pre-order launch July 24th with a book going live on August the 2nd. Did I get all that right? Yes, sir. Outstanding. CoachRandyJackson.com. So, Randy, as we begin to wrap this up, I, I definitely want to talk about the Elite Coaches Mastermind. Uh, this has been meant, meant a lot to me, you know, just personally, but but getting in, you know, my district and, and my coaches involved in this, I think, is is special. So tell us a little bit more about how the ECMM came about uh, and, and your reasons behind it. Well, I joined a mastermind, you know, COVID. Uh, one of the only good things to come out of COVID was the Zoom culture. And so Zoom changed the world, as we all know. And so 
I joined a non-coaching mastermind of basically business people who are high achievers. And it was fascinating to me. And we would meet once a week and maybe someone who swam the English channel would talk or one of the guys is retired Colonel who was in charge of Obama's uh, inauguration, just those type of people. And after a couple of months, I thought this is perfect for coaches. And uh, so I started it and, you know, it's still, still uh, we've had two years of it. And this past year we had a spring semester and the, for the first time we put a certification with it. And I think, Brazosport actually was had more people get certified than any other staff. We had 15 staffs throughout the United States, 15 different coaching staffs. And basically it's one price for up to a hundred coaches. And we zoom once a week and they're all recorded and put in a, in a vault. And, and I put a quiz out there once a week from the previous session. And like our last one was great. Uh, Amanda box communications expert, mm-hmm and how to have a preseason parent meeting and then how to have a parent meeting one-on-one and just invaluable. And so it's those kind of topics. And basically what it is is a live podcast where everybody gets to ask questions. Yeah, it, it is really, really good. Uh, and I'm so appreciative of, of the idea, you know, the, the idea probably doesn't come about if you don't join the mastermind just on your own and then come up with, Hey, I should do something like this for coaches. So kudos to you for being growth minded and and putting yourself out there. Uh, and then for saying, Hey, I think I want to give this a shot and figuring out, you know, zoom and, you know, how to put things in a vault so that we can go back and access videos that you've recorded in zoom, uh, later. So awesome job on, on that and your growth mindset. Well, thanks. I, I, I mean, really, this is a little off topic, but, the only time I've really ever gotten a whole lot better is when I hired a coach and the fact that I joined this mastermind, uh, you're right. I would have never thought about doing it. And now in the vault, there's a hundred plus sessions from um, elite, the softball coach at Alabama to uh, a ton of D one football coaches, but a softball coach at Florida state, um, girls basketball coach at Arkansas, retired girls basketball coach at Oklahoma. And it's all about culture and, and how to get your team to play harder and all that is, I think it's the greatest coaching vault in the world. Uh, I'm going to take it and, and write my next 10 books out of it. Hmm. Yeah. It's <laughs> such a valuable resource. Talk about the next season of the ECMM and then how, how can people join the group? Just email me at culture at coachrandyjackson.com. I have a website, elitecoachmm.com. You can also get through through my other website, coachrandyjackson.com. I know I'm throwing a lot of stuff out out, out there at you guys, but um, basically we went to a semester system, and so we'll have a fall semester, and we met on Wednesday nights last year, uh, this past spring semester, and, and we go at 7 p.m. Central, and you want any to know any information about it go to elitecoachmm.com there's highlight videos on there it talk, talks a little bit about it i've got the calendar from where we went last year and it is something if you are wanting to be a head football coach 
I really started it kind of with a younger coach in mind, but but it's mostly older coaches who get in who are still just on fire to get better. And we talk about everything from personal health to, uh, like I say, communication to how to do a leadership council, what you celebrate, what you replicate. I mean, just a mm. ton of things. You know, like, I just have to say this, but Jill McDill, head girls basketball coach in Sunnyvale, Texas, talks about buying these 25-cent little gold plastic trophies from Amazon. And anytime somebody takes a charge, they give them a little gold trophy. And, well, that's stuff that takes you to the next level. I mean, she's uh, been 40-0 and as a coach before, and she's a legend here. And so if you got a chance to take – three take homes from someone like that, then you're getting better. And so the, the mastermind is just what I want to do with the book. It is how many take homes can you get from it and use it the next day. So a lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's so, so great to be able to network with like-minded people all around. I've met people that I would not have, have ever crossed paths with if not for the mastermind. So really, really good join the mastermind, reach out. I'll drop all of the ways that you can contact Randy in the show notes. So Randy, this flew by. Uh, If you don't mind, leave us with your favorite quote for the Coach's Impact Bulletin Board. My favorite quote, and I've got a million, (laughs) um, you know, on my cremation bowl, I wanted to (laughs) say everything matters. Um, Yes, love it. But if I if I had to choose a quote, yeah, uh, and you know, you go ahead and just burn the book and put it in there with me if you don't mind, Jay. Well, uh, signed copy. Uh, no one washes a rent car. No one ever washes a rent car, and I think we all need to think about that. That and what what that means to me that no one ever washes a rent car is people are in on what they're in with, and. You have to like if you're gonna if you're gonna get guys from 18 different countries to lay in traffic for each other and have a true team, then they have to be in on what the team means. And if you want your coaching staff to be unified, then you can't just give them a bunch of here's how we're gonna do it and, and hope they're gonna be good soldiers and do it. If you, your players, I mean, our players are so different than we were growing up. You know, your player your players are used to getting on social media, getting likes and retweets and all that stuff. And so if you want your players to, if you want to have a culture that they feel like they're invested in, they have to be a part of making it. And so I know it's sort of a long answer, but any group that you have, whether it's parents or coaches or players, they're not going to wash a rent car. You've got to let them be a part of the process a little bit. Like with, with parents, like we, we had polish and pray on, on the night before games where the moms could come up. And then on Friday mornings, the game day mornings, we had breakfast with champions where the dads could come up and we had a program. So, um, yeah, let people be involved. Wow. That's really good. Well, Randy, it was great sharing this time with you. I appreciate you. And, and thanks for taking time out of your day to join me your summer. One last plug for a Royal season. Tell everybody, you know, why they should grab a copy and and how to do so. A Royal season really was written like you are part of the team. And 
you if you enjoy football, you'll enjoy it. I mean, it goes through all 13 games. Uh, we advanced all the way to the German Bowl for the first time in team history. So you'll enjoy the drama part of it. If you're a coach, you're going to get a ton of stories you can use with your team. And just the whole European experience of a, a Texas guy going to Europe. Uh, there's a lot of neat little reasons, I think, that, that you'll enjoy. Um, I try to write it where, like Jay, like you said, you know, it's it's when a chapter ends, you're going to want to start the next chapter again. And I have help with this. I think it's a no-brainer for a coach as far as being able to plug and play some things. But um, the launch for the pre-order is going to start July 24th. And then it's going to go live on Amazon August 2nd. And yeah, I'd be honored for anyone to read and give me some feedback. I'm honored, Jay, you helped. I know you'd never say this, but you know, Jay, you know, you were on some Zooms with Dr. Gilbert and I, and, and, and some things he might say, you'd say, ah, oh, you know, this is my perspective. And so I'm very grateful to you. And that's why you're on my acknowledgement page and, and you've been a, a big help, buddy. So thanks. Oh, that's really fun for me, so I appreciate you letting me be a fly on the wall in, in your conversations. So it's outstanding. I, I'm looking forward to it. Pick up your copy of the Culture Defeat Strategy if you haven't already gotten that. The two versions, CDS one, CDS two. Get that, and then for sure get a Royal Season. You, you won't regret it. It's, it's a great story. So, Brandy, thanks again for joining us. Thanks, Jay. It was a big honor, man. I, this podcast is going to do great. I know, and uh, I'm proud. I was. Able to be on. Thank you, sir.